talking about something that affects so many people, but that nobody wants to talk about. Pornography. Speaking to individuals trying to stop looking at porn, and to spouses looking for support. This is Danny and Lindsay Pullman, a married couple who have been through this together. We're sharing a mix of our personal experiences, our experience as certified life coaches, and other empowering ideas. We hope this can help you on your journey. Enjoy! Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, everyone. Danny and Lindsay Pullman here to talk to you. Uh, we have something that we want to talk to you about that comes up, you know, quite a bit when people are thinking about their relationship, particularly their marriage. So, uh, Lindsay, why don't you introduce the subject? All right. So today we're talking about validation. Um, and, you know, why is it, you know, that lots of people want to feel validated in their marriages? It makes absolute sense. We're going to talk about what it means and kind of give you some ideas to um, create a space where you can feel more of that in your marriage. Because a lot of my women come to me feeling, you know, unseen, unheard, unloved. And I would guess with your guys, maybe. Oh, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Just unappreciated. Maybe a different, look, look a little different uh-huh. on the outside, different yeah. flavor. Yeah, misunderstood, oh. uh, frustrated, lonely. Mm-hmm. So we're going to cover these questions, okay? What is validation? Does it have to come from someone else? Um, how much validation do we need in a good marriage relationship? Does it all need to come from one person? When is it useful? When is it not useful? Okay, so let's start with what is validation, right? Like what, when we say that we want validation, what are we really wanting when we want validation? And what we want to remind you is typically when we want something like this, it's because we want to feel a certain way, right? Yeah, so like a basic scenario of feeling validated by someone is like they would say what you were hoping that they would say. And then the way you might think, yeah, they said this and I felt peace, right? And what we want to show you with the model that we teach is usually between them saying something and you feeling something, you might have thought something like, he gets me. And then you feel the peace or you feel the love. So that's kind of right. what yeah. Danny's... Or like, thinking. I'm heard or I'm accepted in my current state. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm justified or I'm right. I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. Right? I think a lot of times we want someone to just let us know, like, you're not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, if there's like a career thing, like, oh, I actually am good at this. Like, we want... Oh, yeah. You know, there, so a lot of times we're just looking for external sources to to help us feel better on the inside. Yeah, but then can you break that down a little more specifically? Like with the next question, does it have to come from someone else? Um, explain how the model relates <laughs> to that. Does it have to come from someone else? Well, that is a beautiful thing because I was actually thinking, and I was thinking about this because of myself, because I'm still human and I still seek out validation Maybe sometimes. No, I'm just kidding. But like... The th- Yesterday. <laughs> okay, so does it have to come from someone else? I think we are kind of raised to think it does come from someone else. But what really happens, like if we do break down the model, is if someone, like I said just previously, like if someone says something, then what happens is like we think something before we feel validated, Okay. But the interesting thing is, is like, if we keep doing that and finding people to tell us what we want to hear, 
we're almost like creating, you know, I think we get a dopamine hit when someone says what we're hoping that we want them to say. There's like a little bit of like some sort of dopamine hit. But also like we reinforce this idea that it always comes externally. And so for me, it's like you can get on this like validation merry-go-round where you think it really is coming from outside of you because you do feel a little bit better in the moment or temporarily, but then you're going to, you may constantly keep seeking external sources to like bring that validation. Okay. So if it seems like the external source works to make you feel the way you're wanting to feel, Mm -hmm. what's actually happening is that feeling is coming from a thought you're choosing to think about the words the other person said, right? And maybe it's, maybe your thought is the exact same words Mm-hmm. as what they said, but you still thought it and believed it. Which is kind of fun, right. because if that's the case, then you have all, anytime you have felt validated, you actually have created that. Right. But you may have just been under the impression that it was from what someone said and not from what you chose to think. Right, and if we keep giving credit to the external for where these feelings come from, then we're actually overlooking all the power that we have. And have so, already had. And have always have had all along. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then I think about, like, uh, like, have you ever had someone try to validate you and you still felt just as alone or unheard or depressed? worried, crazy, whatever, right? Like, yes. like this is a, if you think about that, that's a good example or good evidence that, oh, it really doesn't just work automatically. Someone's words don't automatically create my feelings. Totally. Right? Cause I remember when you were not doing well with your mental health and you were feeling like whatever it is, I can't think of like a specific time, but there were so many yeah. times where I was like, but you're so this, and you're so this, and look at this evidence that you do do this, and that people love you. Like, this wouldn't happen if all the things. Yeah. I don't think it ever got through. Yeah. Why didn't it get through? No, if anything, I just <laughs> felt worse, because it was like, she really knew. Right. Whatever. So, actually, I think, will you t- tell us some of those thoughts? Because I think that is so common that like that's where we feel unvalidated or we start feeling worse are those thoughts like well if she really knew me if she knew the whole story then she wouldn't be saying that right or you know like she might think that now but it's only a matter of time before she catches on (laughs) to what you know to the truth about me which is I don't know I'm broken or I'm just doomed to be uh this way forever or mm. whatever yeah yeah those are some things that come to my mind right now yeah with some of my clients who are entrepreneurs I think there's like that imposter syndrome too like well oh, yeah yeah they might find out eventually like yeah I'm eating by now <laughs> you know so yeah imposter syndrome's been a I've experienced so much of that in my <laughs> life um okay so next question yeah all right how much validation do we need in a good marriage relationship and does it all need to come from one person? Um, so, some ideas here, right? Um, a lot of times we think in a marriage, like, like maybe you wonder, how, how much do I want him to validate me, her to validate me? Um, if I'm a good husband, how much should I validate her, right? Shouldn't I just validate her all the time? Or when shouldn't I, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so one thing, one idea is... What if you ask the other person <laughs> what they're wanting, right? When they come to you, and mm-hmm. uh, Lindsay, she's so good at this with me. Like, when I come to her and I just, like, want to talk about something that is hard for me in that moment, um, she'll ask me, like, what are you wanting? Are you wanting just, like, listening? 
or validation. Coaching. Or coaching. Wife. Like, who do you or want here? alternative <laughs> perspectives or, like, questions. Like, she'll ask me, you know? And um, I think that's so effective, right? Because sometimes so I do... Sometimes I haven't thought through what I want when I start mm-hmm. talking to her. <laughs> so her asking it helps me think, what do I want right now? Yeah. Right? Um, so it removes some of that... Uh, that cloudiness or confusion that might be there. Um, and then and it I gives think, her an idea too, like, oh, okay, so this is how I can best support him right now. Right? Yeah, and I think that's such good, like, it can be so helpful for you, like, even if you're listening and you're not the one who's constantly want, needing the help or the validation, like, to understand that you can ask someone what they're wanting. But then for those of you who struggle and, like, do want people to listen to you, like letting them know specifically what you need can be so helpful too, or what you're wanting from them, right? Instead of all things, because, you know, there have been times where, you know, in certain peer groups when I was complaining about my husband, you know, like the stuff they would say back to me, like wasn't always that helpful or useful. And I was like, yeah, it's not what I'm looking for. You know, like I don't need someone to like repeat what I just said about my husband. It was kind of one of those things like, no, I just want to be the person to say those things. I don't need someone else to, like, repeat those things about my husband. But to them, they're probably, like, validating. Yeah. Trying to validate, right? Yeah. So. yeah. I, a family member of mine told me this story about someone. I don't know where this is from. I think it was this. But um, it, <laughs> it's basically, like, the grandpa at a family dinner table, family party, was sitting there through the dinner and not even touching his food and he's just like quiet and turns out he was just really upset the whole time and so mm-hmm. someone finally turned to him and and said what's going on grandpa and he's like I've been waiting for someone to pass me the butter and no one has done it yet <laughs> and he's just ticked off and so upset and it's just it's funny because it's like oh if you would have told us grandpa we would have passed it to you right but yeah. here he was sitting there just kind of <clears throat> waiting mm-hmm. and assuming someone if they cared about him they would just do it and know that he wanted the butter right mm-hmm. and read his mind but it's it's just kind of a, a good illustration of like how do we do this in our marriage relationships like, yeah. in what ways do we just kind of keep it quiet and expect those needs to be met somehow right in your time frame without ever even communicating yeah yeah and I think like for me like I found myself really wanting you to validate me because I thought like if you really knew how hard things were for me your behavior would change right I remember <laughs> I remember this <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> I'm just kidding yeah, it's like if he would change and it didn't work obviously but um but I think that's kind of where where I kind of was with this idea, like, if you could just see, and it's like, I just really want him to know how hard things are for me, but, like, what was really happening is I would, I wanted him to change so that I could think thoughts about him changing that made me feel better or more hopeful, so. Right. and I think I got to a point where, and this was one of the next things we wanted to talk about here, is, like, just because someone wants validation doesn't mean you have to give it to them, right? Like, mm-hmm. even if they communicate to you what they're wanting... You don't have to validate anything or anyone that you don't want to. And you get yeah. to do it when you want and how you want, right? And But how does that, you know, for people who have never heard some, an idea like that before, like how can Well, yeah, like I mean, how can we do that without feeling like 
a bad spouse, right? Yeah, okay. Well, first of all, like if you just want a practical thing to say, you could just say, you know, I'm not in a place to do that right now. And mm-hmm. let's talk about this later mm-hmm. or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. It's okay to do that. You can talk about things later. Um, as long as you're like really mean it, right? If you're not actually planning on talking about it later, then just say, I don't want to talk about this. Um, but then uh, what comes to mind for me is like, I don't know if this is answering your question, but I just was thinking of an example mm-hmm. of how like, I think I had times where I wanted to feel validated by you in my struggles with pornography, Mm -hmm. right? Like, just how hard and frustrated I was with not being able to figure it out in the way I wanted to, in the time frame I wanted, and, you know, um, and, but then, is, was that really, is that something I should expect from you, right? Um, And maybe not should as much as, like, what's most helpful, right? Does it, does that validation really need to come from you or, um, and maybe, especially in the beginning, it might not be a good idea to expect that from your wife, right? And maybe not even ever, (laughs) like, and maybe that's okay, even if she never, like, gets it, quote unquote, Uh um, and understands, like, maybe that's okay, maybe she never has to. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of a webinar. I if I if you could, I can put this in the we can put this in the show notes. But a webinar I did on finding connection in marriage, and it goes along with this idea of like a want match, and like your wife doesn't need to be everything that you need in your life, and your husband doesn't have to either. And so you can find want matches in other places, and you know. When it comes, especially like if some if there's something that is quote unquote triggering for you, like in your marriage, um, you like you don't have to be that person for your husband. What I what my I hear a lot of my women saying is like, but he doesn't have anybody else. He won't talk to anyone else about it. So like right. it, it has to be me. But it actually doesn't have to. You know, there like are it, other people. There are so many other people in the universe. There are coaches. There are support groups and things like that. And so like you don't have to, you know, for women, you don't have to self-sacrifice. And, you know, when you're not in a place to, like, listen to him talking about looking at, you know, pixels on a computer screen, like, you don't have to fill that for him. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So, like, a validation match, right? Like, like maybe if you want to feel validated in one way, maybe you go to your wife for that. If you want to feel validated in another way, go maybe have a friend that you go, that's your go-to for that. Or, you know, yeah, like, if, get... if you really are <laughs> wanting that kind of support from someone else, maybe it's okay to have a different person for each type of validation or... Yeah, no, that's a good way to think about it because, I mean, I definitely, there were times where I just did not have the capacity to listen to him. And you were actually, I felt like you kind of really understood where I was at. And so you, like, I never wanted you to get details about things that you had seen or looked at um, because I didn't think it served me. But... I just, I feel like when you did struggle or when you had looked or when you would tell me, I think that's when it was where I had to kind of draw a line to keep myself safe um, or to create my own safety was just like, you know, when you had looked and you felt so bad and you were like, you know, just in a heap, basically feeling so bad. It was like this weird, you know, it's so hard because it's like, I love you, but I like can't be that person for you right now to just come tell you everything's going to be okay because I can barely like, I can't even feel okay. Yeah, we're just two (laughs) two wounded souls 
And I'm getting together. like emotional thinking about it because I remember those times and it was really hard, you know. Yeah. So like, you know, for us, what we did is like he did have like a trusted person that he could talk to about anything. And so and this isn't the only way to do it, but this is one thing that we did sometimes. But it was like, I love you and I don't have the capacity to be here with you or to talk about this right now. And here's a phone. I'm yeah. calling your friend. Yeah. Like, here's your friend. Yeah. And also, women, just know, like, you don't even have to do those things. Like, you don't have to give him a phone of a friend to feel like you've done your duty. Like, your husband is a human, and he can pick up a phone, too. Like, yeah. he totally can do that for himself, too. But it yeah. can be helpful to, like, think in the future about how you can keep yourself safe and how you want to respond when, you know, your husband does things that you don't want to do. Okay. I like it. So how about <laughs> how about when is validation useful? Let's talk about that, right? Like Yeah. Sometimes it's useful and sometimes it's not. Let's first talk about when it is. Um I think you know, um like Lindsay was alluding to if we solely rely on other people for this type of thing, we're going to be not claiming all of the power that we have to actually really take our relationship with ourselves to the next level, right? Mm-hmm. So some uh, thoughts or ideas here that I think are very helpful mm-hmm. a way to validate myself mm-hmm. is saying something like, you know what, I have a human brain with human thoughts that create human feelings, mm-hmm. right? Like just kind of recognizing, like, I'm a human with a brain <laughs> with these thoughts and feelings, right? It's kind of like reassuring, like, nothing's gone wrong, like... Yeah. I've got this. I've got yeah. this physical organ in my body called yeah. a brain that does these things. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't mean you're not responsible for it, but um, it does those things for a good reason. Or I remember this was something Lindsay helped me identify on a long drive between Utah and Northern California one time. I remember exactly the moment because it was <laughs> so helpful. It was this idea that having unhelpful thought patterns is meant to be part of my human experience. Wait, what? Yeah. That actually will lead into our podcast we're going to be doing in the next few weeks, which we won't talk. I won't give you the name of it yet, but anyway, keep going. Are you guys, are you on the hook? Okay, so, (laughs) um, but I think that that was so helpful to me because, you know, sometimes get in this like, okay, but, but I want to be there instead of here, and where I'm at now is so painful and it's not helpful that what if I just get rid of all the unhelpful thinking patterns, right? Or the alternative is like, what if you're just kind of always meant to have more unhelpful thinking patterns that arise that you become aware of and it's just a continual part of your growth and process. And experience. And what if it's by design? Yeah. It doesn't mean you're not where you're supposed to be now, even if there's somewhere you can grow into. Like, what if it can be both? I'm where I'm meant to be now and I can grow into what I want to go into, mm-hmm. you know? Okay, um, let's see. Saying, what were you saying? Saying You were saying something about punching yourself in the face. What was that? Oh, yeah, this is just with validation, right? When you find unhelpful thought patterns, um, <laughs> once you're aware of them, because thought patterns are optional, ultimately, even if it takes time to retrain your brain, um, if you allow them to continue, it's kind of like voluntarily punching yourself in the face 
right? So I don't know why I had this note here, but... (laughs) But you know what? I will say, and this is kind of just going back to listening to your husband when he's telling you about his urges to look at porn or his porn use, like, you know, ask yourself, because some of you guys, um, you want to know details about what your husband has seen or is looking at, and you you can decide what serves you and, like, what your purpose is in knowing, but, you know... I think sometimes, like, if you're not in a place where you can listen to what he's saying in, like, a, you know, a 0 to 10 percent, like, in a somewhat neutral range, like, you might be just, like, asking to, like, punch yourself in the face or in the gut a lot, you know? So just kind of ask yourself, like, when I do want to know more, what is the purpose for that? Because there were times where I was, I did have questions, yeah. but it was, like, it was, like, with purpose, Yeah. but... um yeah, so that's just something you can kind of ask yourself and decide for you. Yeah. Anyway. Another thing is the whole concept of 50-50, right? The human mm-hmm. emotional experience. We have a whole podcast, well, one that talks about this. I mm-hmm. forgot what that one was called. Do you remember? Something about processing emotions. Um, anyway, it's uh, positive emotions half the time, negative emotions the other half the time, right? Half the time comfortable, pleasant emotions, half right. the time uncomfortable not pleasant emotions. And this is, I think, just a validating sort of concept to buy into that that mm-hmm. helps when you don't feel good to recognize, oh, you know, it's meant to be this way sometime. Yeah, it helps with that acceptance. And it can help with the, I think it can help with the intensity of the negative experience too when you're in a more accepting and allowing space. Oh, yeah. I mean, the worst part really is the resistance. That's like where most of the suffering comes from, in my yeah, opinion. Sure. Um, okay, I'm 100% worthy as a human, regardless of what I do or don't do, always have been, always will be, right? This kind of idea, it's hard to buy into for a lot of us, a lot of times, but mm-hmm. it's also something... Like, the more you can buy into that, the more that is such a validating type of uh, thought, right? Yeah. That can just, I think that is never an unuseful thought. That's cool. just what I believe. Cool. Um, and then, yeah, when you when you talk about that dopamine hit that you get from other people, um, I think it's good to acknowledge there's part of our brain that thinks we're safer if we're part of the group, right? Totally. That it's like a life or death thing. Yeah. And so I think that's that might come into play with this validation thing. Like, oh, they agree with me. Dopamine mm-hmm. hit. I'm part of the group. I'm safe. Right? Oh, my gosh, yes. I can totally relate to that. So that's kind of a, <laughs> it's kind of validating to just, like, recognize there's a part of our brain designed to yeah. do that. Even if it's not always truly dangerous, mm-hmm. it's designed to do that. Yeah, I like that. Let's talk about when validation is not useful. Okay. So yeah. when is it not useful? I Actually, I was going to say there's, there's a definition... There's a few different definitions of validation, and one of them is the action of checking or proving the, val- the validity, oh my gosh, I can't talk, or accuracy of something. So checking or proving the validity or accuracy of something. Okay. How do you think that goes down in a conversation where someone wants to be heard and the other person is... Well, there, there's, read the other definition too, that's the one that... Yeah. represents what we're kind of talking the about one that so we, far. The one that we like is recognition or affirmation that a person or their feelings or opinions are valid or worthwhile. Right, so that's kind of what we've been talking about so right. far. But then, yeah, we thought it was interesting to look at the, defi- the alternate definitions for the word validation and how one of them is like actually checking or proving the validity, or that's a tough word, validity, or accuracy <laughs> of something, right? Yeah. So. So yeah, I, and that's that's kind of like 
when is validation not useful, right? If someone just continually buys into the story we tell that doesn't really serve us, this story and these thoughts, then it might, at a certain point, just become very unhelpful and lead to just creating more of the same, right? And then on top of that, like, I think that the same story, self-validated over and over, will lead to repeating the same results, right? So intentionally choose to validate a story that creates the results you want, is mm. what I recommend. So I guess if you're, if you're thinking about an experience that's been really hard for you, where you have been stuck in a story, you know, that's where it can be really helpful to have, you know, a coach or someone come in if, to help you, like, reframe things. Yeah. When you're ready. And it's yeah. amazing how, like, one conversation can just help with, like, that shift, that shift that you need. Especially if you've been hanging on to something for a while and you've just, like, been sitting in that pain. Yeah. It's like, I'll, if I can even just feel, like, 3% less, 10% less, like, what yeah. what don't I know? Yeah. You know? And I think that's a great question to ask yourself if you've been stuck in a story, you know, about your life or your marriage or whatever situation that you're in. What, you know, is there anything I'm missing you know, or like yeah. what, what don't I know yet? I like you it. Know? Yeah. And if you can't like just, you know, a lot of times we want to change the story right away just to feel better. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily going to help because there's probably still some painful <clears throat> emotion to process there mm-hmm. before you can actually shift yeah. out of it. But I just thought of like uh, trauma, the people with trauma mm-hmm. and how sometimes they actually need, this is just to help with those of you who feels like it might be taking you longer than you want it to, to shift mm-hmm. out of your story. Like sometimes just like vomiting up that story mm-hmm. again and again, a certain amount of times mm-hmm. is like actually helpful mm-hmm. just to sort of, uh, it's almost like you're purging it from your system yeah, in a way, right? Remember? You, you're the one that told me this. Yeah, one of my colleagues told me that. And it's funny because like <coughs> when we got, we got robbed in Florence would we say, bur- no, yeah, we, our car got yeah. broken into Florence. Yeah, and, got uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> They took the whole lot. <laughs> you guys, like, oh, like, throws, lap. anyway, yeah. whatever, they took a ton of stuff. And it was so fascinating to see how differently our kids all processed it. And our little baby, well, she's not a baby, she's, but she was about four at the time. Like, she just kind of kept, like, bringing it up, like, randomly, like, and they'd sing songs about the robbers and how they don't like, like just random stuff. Like the robbers are going to like, they just, I don't know. I felt like she just brought it up in lots of different ways, but we kind of just like let her do that. And I felt like it was her way yeah, of like just like processing months. for months. Yeah. yeah. And even now, like maybe I would say like maybe once every four months, she'll say something about the robbers, but I just think yeah. that's like her way of like processing what happens. Like what people break into your car and steal something. And so, yeah, like I think, there is like relevance to that idea but I think you know I think for you as a human you know when it's time to move on yeah okay so and only you can and only you can know that so (laughs) if people are telling you like you know if you're grieving something like okay but but like you have a great life or but you have this but you have this (laughs) like you know they are probably trying to help you but also just know like you'll know when it's time to like have a shift you might be you might need to sit in the pain for long enough to be ready for a shift but like it is something you can figure out and I think for me I like to think about like you know how is this pain 
serving me? Like, am I processing it in a clean way, or is it just keeping me, like, stuck in this little, you know, merry-go-round thought loop of feeling horrible about myself? Yeah, yeah, I love that. And, I mean, the point is kind of, like, just recognize that sometimes validation might be useful, and other times it might not be. And mm-hmm. it, it might be worth checking in sometimes uh, whether it's helpful for you in that moment or not. Yeah. Right? Okay, some other things to be aware of in your validation journey. <laughs> <laughs> um, even if other people validate and agree with you, you are still always ultimately responsible for you. Yeah. I think that's important to always recognize. You're, yeah. you're responsible for how you choose to think feel and act, particularly as an adult, right? As a kid, not so much, because we're kind of fed things to believe, right? As an yeah. adult, fully developed brain, yeah. no one else is responsible for how you think, feel, and act, except you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and we have other episodes you can look into if you have more questions about that. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes we want to get people on our side, right? But you're still responsible for you, okay? And then anything you want to add to that? No, I mean, I was just, I know it kind of goes along the lines of what we were saying earlier, but like, even when people are validating you, it may not always be the best thing. So just pay attention at like how it's helping you stay stuck in your story or move from your story. So, you know, sometimes like when I was really struggling, I just wanted to like be a mess with my friends and like have people listen and hear me. And I didn't want people to to tell me my husband was a jerk, you know, but like some people join in, like they think it's helping like, oh man, what is jerk or yeah. whatever right yeah yeah like do something about it why haven't you done this or this or this you know and I was like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. like <laughs> I'm just trying to like get some stuff out but I think that it can be like you know for me like if going forward I can let people know what I am wanting to when I am venting it's yeah. not up to them to like try to guess yeah. either so I'm kind of glad you had a sort of a whoa 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 response to some of that husband is a jerk stuff that's so validating um okay uh another thing to be aware of is validation is comfortable i think Mm -hmm. right and while it can be nice to be comforted when sorting through some things that we're trying to just sort through or you know make sense of or heal from um at the same time comfort doesn't always lead to growth right what does lead to growth so I, I just uh, put this <laughs> together in this way. Um, I, I thought, and I kind of like it, right? I think that something that we can kind of get out of validation, that process that we call validation, is a feeling of safety, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, you know, once you meet your main man's hierarchy of needs or whatever, um, Safety is more of a feeling that we create with our thoughts at that mm-hmm. point, right? So I, I think that safety plus discomfort equal, leads to growth. Yeah. Okay? Um, so an example I thought of is with my back injury a few mm-hmm. months ago. Right at the beginning of the quarantine, le confinement, the confinement, they call it here in France. Um, my, uh, I couldn't run... And I had to, like, take a break from all my normal exercises. I was really bummed about this. Um, your back, right? Because my lower back had some back spasms or some kind of injury. It happened maybe pushing too hard in yoga or something. He was doing some really cool yoga stuff. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I went a little too hard. But I think my back started feeling unsafe because I pushed it too hard, right? Um, but then... 
you know, those of you who've had injuries and done any kind of physical therapy, I started doing exercises to strengthen the muscles around that area of my hips and uh, my butt muscles, my back, you know, my abs, my core. And the more that I did exercises to strengthen the area around it, the more my back felt safe. Mm-hmm. to heal right mm-hmm. and I think this is a good example of how our brain works a lot of times too right mm-hmm. like if we provide our brain with a, a feeling of safety um, or like an environment and an environment mm-hmm. right to the the things that actually are related um, and at throw some discomfort into the mix then you're going to be able to grow, right? If Mm -hmm. you have just the discomfort, but you don't feel safe, then it's going to be hard to actually grow and heal, I think. Um, But if you have just the safety without any discomfort, it's also going to be hard to uh, grow. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I think together, when you have the safety with the discomfort, like when you're working a muscle, Mm -hmm. if your muscle feels safe, you're not injuring it, then it's going to get stronger from doing that exercise. Yeah, it's kind of like using yoga blocks sometimes, like how that actually yeah helps you like deepen a stretch sometimes yeah you can stretch further because Mm -hmm. your muscles know you've got the support of the yoga block yeah yeah anyway so um your safety it's not your responsibility when you're a child and when your brain's not fully developed it kind of goes hand in hand with what we just talked about but as an adult the only person responsible to create that safety for you is you and um, so the reason so, this is related, what? I was just going to say something I like to keep, like ask my clients to, especially when they're like really kind of, you know, some of them who are like exhibiting PTSD-like symptoms is like, how can you be like the caretaker of your safety today? You know, like how can you do that for you today? And so it's just kind of a way to like, be, like mm, yeah, like what can I do? What little things can I do? What like physical things can I put in certain places of the house to remind myself that I'm safe. Yeah. One of my colleagues said that she has her uh, people put a pair of like running shoes by the door just to like remind them they can always like go for a run, yeah. go for a walk, you know? So how can you be the caretaker of your safety? Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah. So something to keep in mind, right? If we stay in continual validation with certain groups of people validating the same story over and over, we might, inhibit our own growth and not give ourselves a chance to heal, mm-hmm. develop, grow in ways that we're wanting to, right? Mm-hmm. So, reviewing the key points, yeah? <laughs> Don't expect your validation to all come from one person, right? Have a few different sources, even for different types of validation. The most important person to get validation from is yourself. And that's the only person who's been able to, quote-unquote, actually help you feel validated. All even along, though, right? yeah, all along. And that's good news, right? Yeah. So it might just be you saying something in your head, he gets me, okay? And so actually sometimes when, for some women who, and sorry, this is kind of like, I know we're just like reviewing the final things, but like, Sometimes something I would tell myself or, like, my clients will say, I'll like to, if someone doesn't, if you feel like they don't get you, you can just say, like, he doesn't get me, and that's okay. Mm, and like even that. that can be kind of validating. That's a very it's self-validating okay thought. Yeah, anyway. I like that. Okay. Um, did I say this one? You don't have to validate anyone that you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, be willing to recognize whether validation is the most helpful thing for you in that moment. <laughs> and then safety 
and discomfort together are a killer combo for growth. Yeah. And then, like Danny was just saying, the same, the same story self-validated over and over will lead to the same results. So if you're happy where you are, then, may, and then that might be working for you. But if there's something you want to change, you're not liking your results right now, you're not liking where you're at in your marriage or in your life or in your career, like intentionally try intentionally choosing to validate a story that creates more of the results that you want to kind of shift towards. Awesome. All right. We expect all of you to let us know how amazing our podcast is <laughs> and validate us. Oh, so please make that happen right away. Um, <laughs> or, you know, you can do a review on iTunes. Yeah, we actually would love some reviews, some more reviews. So, all right. So we invite you to. Take care, my Thanks, friends. Thanks, guys. Glad you joined us. Thanks for listening. If you're ready to get unstuck, move forward, or just feel better about your life and marriage, please reach out to us, whether it's for both of you or just yourself. You'd be surprised how much progress can be made in your marriage even if one of you works on the relationship. Don't wait for someone else to make things better for you. For more information or to find out what it would be like to have a coach, visit our websites, lindsaypullman.com and dannypullman.com. Make sure you spell Pullman, P-O-E-L-M-A-N. For freebies or other guides mentioned, check out the show notes. And to our current clients, we love you and thank you for letting us be a part of your hero's journey.